like blood, violence, or freaks of nature. On a stormy Halloween night, four young people set out across the back roads of America. What's that? It's a hitchhiker. What, should we stop? We can't leave right here in the rain. In search of a mysterious figure known only as... Dr. Satan. You know anything about the legend of Dr. Satan? Yeah, I can show you. Dr. Satan! Ah, Dr. Satan! What they uncovered... You ain't seen nothing yet. ...is the most horrifying and shocking tale of carnage ever seen. Well, I bet you'd stick your head in the fire if I told you you could see hell. You seen this girl? Yeah, they want to play Nancy Drew with this local legend that people call Dr. Satan. Stupid kids probably got themselves lost. Let's get out of this nut house. The boogeyman is real. And you found him. From director Rob Zombie <laughs> comes a journey into hell. This can't be real, this can't be real, this can't be real. <laughs> House of a Thousand Corpses. Hope you like what you see! Sorry, guys, I had to play that trailer in its entirety because Rob Zombie is just one freaking brilliant, brilliant motherfucker. Um, uh, like, just awesome. Uh, I don't know, this is just one of my favorite films ever. Um, that's right, guys. This week, we're going to take a look at House of a Thousand Corpses. Apologize for last week's um, hiatus. Things have just been extremely hectic on my end uh, between a husband's broken wrist and uh, currently looking after a 12-week-old puppy rottweiler and you know things kind of get hectic you almost lose track of the ability to read watch you know good film and you know just enjoy life but finally took the time and i honestly i'm really shocked i did not cover this film earlier um because it's like i said just one of my favorites um you know definitely one of my favorite villains ever um uh with captain uh spaulding you know 2d motherfucking fruity it is just Ah, it's just perfect. Like, you couldn't get any better. Anyways, House of a Thousand Corpses is the 2003 American exploitation horror film written, co-scored, and directed by Rob Zombie. This is his directorial debut, and uh, the film stars Sid Haig, Bill Mose. Mosley, Sherry Moon, and Carrie Black as members of the Firefly family. Set on Halloween, the film sees the Firefly family torturing and mutilating a group of teenagers who are traveling across the country writing a book. Uh, The film explores a number of genres and features elements of of the supernatural and zombie-cited American horror films, uh, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre and The Hills Have Eyes as influences uh, towards this film. And I mean, once you see it, like, I mean, the film is literally just ripping Texas Chainsaw. Um, Hills Have Eyes is a little more subtle. Um, you know, that's kind of looking at, like their little helper guy, but we'll, we'll get into that. So, uh, initially filmed in 2000, House of a Thousand Corpses was purchased by Universal Pictures, and thus a large portion of it was filmed on the Universal Studio backlots. Um, the film was made with a budget of about $7 million, um, and Zombie worked with Scott Humphrey on the score of the film. Uh, House of a Thousand Corpses featured a graphic amount of blood and gore and controversial scenes including involving masturbation and necrophilia. <clears throat> the, 
the project was ultimately shelved by the company prior to its release due to fears of an NC-17 rating. Zombie later managed to repurchase the rights to the work, eventually selling it to Lionsgate Entertainment. Uh, the film received a theatrical release on April the 11th, 2003, nearly three years after filming had concluded. Um, so it generally received a pretty negative reaction following its release, and the film critically panned with uh, the film's various side plots and main cast being criticized by multiple critics. Um, the film earned about $3 million in its opening weekend and would later go to gross about $16 million worldwide. Uh, despite its initial negative reception, the film went on to develop a cult following, and Zombie later directed the film's sequel, The Double Rejects, in which the Firefly family are on the run from the police. Um, and we'll you know, not to uh, totally, you know, let the cat out of the bag, but that's probably what we're going to talk about next week. Um, but uh, anyways, Zombie later developed a haunted house attraction for Universal Studios, Hollywood based on this film. And um, this would be the final film performance of Dennis Vimpley before the death, his death in August 2002. Um, and the film, of course, is dedicated to his memory. So on October 30th, 1970. Seven. So we're going to start going into the uh, initial plot of the film. An attempted burglary by two masked men at a gas station goes wrong due to a distraction as the owner shoots both masked men in self-defense. Um, and, uh, of course, this is just my, my favorite favorite person. But uh, anyways, later on, Jerry Goldsmith, Bill Hudley, Mary Knowles, and Dennis Wells, so our four teenagers, are on the road in hopes of writing a book on offbeat roadside attractions. When the four meet Captain Spaulding, the owner of a gas station and the Museum of Monsters and Madmen, they learn the local legend of Dr. Satan. As they take off in search of the tree from which Dr. Satan was hanged, they pick up a young hitchhiker named Baby, who claims to have lived only a few miles away. And, uh, of course, the vehicle's tire bursts. You know, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? And that's when they decide, you know, we'll go back to their her house and uh, Baby's half-brother, Rufus, picks them up and, you know, brings them to the family home. So... I do have to mention, um, one of my favorite scenes is Captain Spaulding taking them through his museum. I mean, it's all, like, everyone's favorite serial killers. Um, and basically, I mean, that's a huge inspiration for a zombie in, uh, in this film. And so, we'll get into it in a little bit, but, um, you know, it's... I want to go through this museum. That's that's all I'm saying. So, uh, anyways, back to the plot. Um, there they met Baby's family, um, Mother Firefly, Otis Driftwood, and her adopted brother, um, Gampa Hugo, and Baby's deformed giant br- half-brother, Tiny. While being treated to dinner, Mother Firefly explains her ex-husband, Earl, had previously tried to burn Tiny alive, along with the Firefly house. After dinner, the family puts on a Halloween show for their guests, and Baby offends Mary by flirting with Bill. After Mary threatens Baby, Rufus tells them their car is repaired. As they leave, Otis and Tiny, disguised as scarecrows, attack the couples in the driveway and take them prisoner. The next day, Otis kills Bill and mutilates his body for art. Mary's tied up in the barn, and Dennis is tied up to a bed while dressed for a Halloween party. Jerry's partially scalped for failing to guess Baby's favorite movie star. Yeah, pretty uh, pretty graphic scene, especially Fish Boy. I think that's what he ended up calling him, Fish Boy. Um, you know, it's uh, the first time I saw it, I definitely was like, didn't see that coming. Especially because it's you know, it's Dwight from the Office. It's just not cool. Um, so when Dennis doesn't come home, her father Don calls the police to report her missing. Two deputies, George Wydell and Steve. N- 
uh, niche. Find the couple's abandoned car in the field with tortured victim in, with a tortured victim in the trunk. Don, who was once a cop, is called to the scene to help the deputies search. They arrive at the Firefly house, and Wydell questions Mother Firefly about the missing teens. Mother Firefly shoots Wydell in the neck and kills him, and Don and Steve are then killed by Otis upon finding other bodies in the barn. Later that night, the three remaining teenagers are dressed as rabbits and taken out to an abandoned well. Mary attempts to run away and is stabbed to death by a baby moments later. One of the family members dons the uniform of one of the deputies and drives their car while drunk. So, meanwhile, Jerry and Dennis are lowered into the well. Uh, Denise, sorry. <laughs> well, where a group of undead men pull Jerry away, leaving uh, Denise to find her way through an underground lair. As she wanders through the tunnels, she encounters Dr. Satan and a number of mental patients. Jerry is on Dr. Satan's operating table, being... Um, uh, vis- viscerated and Dr. Satan tells his mutated assistant who turns out to be Earl, Mother Firefly's ex-husband to capture Denise but Denise outwits him and escapes the chambers by crawling to the surface. She makes her way to the main road where she encounters Captain Spaulding who gives her a ride in his car. She passes out of exhaustion in the front seat and Otis suddenly appears in the back seat with a knife. Denise later awakens to find herself strapped to Dr. Satan's operating table with Dr. Satan standing there. Um, Rob Zombie's rose to fame, of course, as we know, um, through White Zombie and later becoming his own, his own solo career. Um, and then, you know, basically this film to me really put him on the, put him on the charts. It's, it's just definitely one of the, one of the best, best films. Um, you know, so it's, it's highly, highly worth checking out. So, um, anyways, a little bit about him and, and where he came from. You know, he rose to fame as a member of the band, um, got his it, it basically became his own solo career. Um, and his debut album, Hillbilly Deluxe, drew influence from classic horror films and as did his music videos. So definitely check out like Living Dead Girl or Super Beast. Um, you know, you'll you'll definitely see elements of the old, you know, universal um monsters. It's definitely one of my favorites. Um so, of course, the album was a huge commercial success, selling over 3 million copies in the U.S. Prior to working on House of a Thousand Corpses, Zombie had done animation for Beavis and Butthead to America, their film, and directed music videos and attempted to write a script for The Crow, Salvation to No Avail. In 1999, Zombie designed the Haunted Maze attraction for Universal Studios. This project was a success and was seen as instrumental in reviving the studio's annual Halloween Horror Nights. Bill Mosley presented Zombie and it an award for his contribution that same year. While Zombie formed a friendship with uh, with the company, the studio later began working on an animated Frankenstein film, which Zombie hoped to be a part of, though plans of the film were ultimately scrapped by the studio. So the idea came to him uh, while designing the haunted house attraction for this um, for the studio, and uh, he titled that House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, this gave him the initial idea for the film, and he later pitched it to Universal to a positive reception. Uh, Later, Universal stated it was the office uh, ahead of production or something, and he asked um, asked me if I had any movie ideas, and I pitched him corpses, which was very rough at the time because I I wasn't ready, and I made it up on the spot, but he liked it. I went home and wrote a 12-page treatment and met up with the team. Two months later, we were shooting. Uh, Production of the film began in May 2000, and Zombie stated that the film finished by Halloween of 2000. 2000 later that year uh the house was launched the following year despite the title change to american nightmare due to the shelving of the film um and despite the name change the house was still featured numerous references um to the actual movie itself and the theatrical trailer played while customers waited um the starting 
the starting budget of the film was three to to four million though the film's final budget is debatable zombie at one point claimed that the film was made solely with an initial four million though in a later interview claimed the film had received a budget of anywhere between seven to fourteen zombie later admitted that he initially knew he didn't have the funding for a good ending but hedged his bets that if he shot what he could on um the remain of his budget the studio could kick in more funds and make a better ending i knew the ending suck so i let it suck and they said the movie's great but the ending sucks and so i know <laughs> anyways they gave me more money and we shot a more elaborate ending bigger sets and the whole razzmatazz it's a quote from zombie um the original film featured more characters with zombie mentioning a skunk ape thing and featured uh, footage of the four teenagers on their road trip. Universal hoped that the film would focus more on the group of kids, while Zombie stating nobody gives a shit about the kids. Um, Zombie claimed the film was not initially meant to feature elements of black humor, claiming it turned out a little wackier and capier than he originally intended. But um, as they were shooting, um, that's the tone and that's the way it turned out to be. Movies sometimes dictate their own course, so I just sort of went with it. And you know what? It, it's true. You just kind of kind of roll with it in, in, in the times. So the film was shot on a 25-day shooting schedule, and two weeks were spent filming on the Universal Hollywood backlots. The house featured in the film is the same house used in the best little less, the best little whorehouse in Texas, and can be seen on Universal Studios tram. Tr- tram tours uh zombie stated that filming on the lot was at times difficult as the amusement park would often be and would take would ruin takes would often be open and often ruin takes the remaining 11 days of the shoot were spent on the ranch in valencia california and the scenes involving bill being transformed into fish boy was initially much longer featuring gory details of the creation of the monster zombie stated that the scene was created after universal passed on the film uh Scenes featuring baby masturbating with a skeleton, along with other cutaway scenes, were filmed in Zombie's basement after initially filming for Project had concluded, and Zombie later cited home recordings from the Manson family as an inspiration for the Firefly's family bizarre rants. Zombie often filmed two versions of this scene, one of which would be less gorier in an attempt to please Universal. <clears throat> so Jack McKinnon could not be seen while dressed as a professor, and almost hit actress Aaron Daniels with a real axe during the film's climax. Zombie later claimed that he simply hoped Daniels would move out of the way in time. When Denise calls her father from a telephone booth, a sign from a missing dog head can be seen hanging in the booth, and this was in fact a real item found by Zombie and used for the film. In the early stages of the film, Grandpa Hugo was revealed as the murderous Dr. Satan, who was at the time was simply referred to as the Mad Doctor. The legend of the Doctor was to be employed by the Firefly family to lure victims in, though the idea was later scrapped. This led to Grandpa Hugo reviving much less screen time and the character Dr. Seaton, inspired by the 1950 billboard side poster advertising live spook show starring a magician called Dr. Seaton uh, that Zombie has in his house. Um, so some of the characters, Bill Mosley and Sid Haig, were generally praised by the critics for their film in the, or their role in the film. Uh, the film's main cast consisted of the murderous Firefly film and the four teenagers and various police officers attempting to find the group. Sid Haig is Captain Spaulding, a man who dresses as a clown and owns a gas station and museum of curiosities. Haig claimed to have claimed Haig he had to get in touch with his own insanity for the role. His relation to the Firefly family is not revealed in the film, though he is working with 
them to some extent. However, the sequel establishes that he is the father of baby. Um, and again, we'll get into that later. Um, so Bill Mosley starred at Otis B. Driftwood, who is adopted into the Firefly family. Sherry Moon Zombie portrayed Baby Firefly, who becomes known for her high-pitched laugh and sexual nature. Karen Black was cast as Mother Firefly with her protective mother instinct. And Mother McGregor portrayed Matthew McGregor portrayed Tiny Firefly, a, t- a tall man with, who left deformed by house fire state started by his father. Robert Allen Mux portrayed Rufus R.J. Firefly Jr. and Dennis Vimple was selected to play Grandpa Hugo Firefly. He died following filming and finished pr- the project was dedicated to him. Uh, the name, the names, the name member Members of the Firefly family were taken from names of Groucho Marx characters. Captain Spaulding's a character in Animal Crackers. Otis B. Driftwood was a character in A Night Night at the Opera. Rufus T. Firefly was taken from Duck Soup. And lastly, Hugo Z. Hackenbrush, derived from A A Day at the Races, spies only allusions to this being made in House of a Thousand Corpses. It is more prevalent in the film's sequel, with the names becoming... integral to uh, the plot. Zombie acknowledged that the viewers were meant to root for the Firefly family as opposed to the group of teens, though claims it was intentional. Yeah, I wanted the audience to cheer him. I didn't consciously think at the time because I was trying to make Bill and Jerry likable, but it's like when you saw Beetlejuice and you could tell all Burton cared about was Beetlejuice. Um, so I guess he's, you know, he's got a point. <laughs> uh, Aaron Daniels portrayed Denise Wills, Chris Hartwick, was cast as Jerry Goldsmith, a young man who was seen as hyper and wisecracking. Um, the character Bill Hudley was portrayed by Rain Wilson, and House of a Thousand Corpses served as one of Wilson's first films, though he'd later go on to find mainstream success uh, through uh, other releases. Mary Knowles, Bill's girlfriend, per- played by Jennifer Joston, and Mary was seen as the most controversial of the group, often clashing with Baby due to her flirtatious relationship with Bill. Harrison Young was selected to play Don Wills, the father of uh, Denise, who later goes on uh, looking for her and her group of friends. And Tom Tools um, and Walton Grogan's portrayed Lieutenant George Wydell and Deputy Steve Nash. Uh, respectively, the pair would work with Don to find the missing group. So, um, essentially, uh, I do have to say, uh, I don't think Chris Hartwick followed through as Jerry Goldsmith, but perhaps I've got to look into that. Um, that might just be my own um, my own lack of uh, of reading there. But um, anyways, uh, you know, some of these characters were just spot on. Um, personally, I I it's true. I cheered for the uh, Firefly family over anyone else. Don't know if any of you guys can hear that, but the puppy I'm looking after is snoring. Just kind of fun, <laughs> but uh, anyways, um, you know the cast for for a group of kind of no names came together to to put together a pretty pretty hilarious film, and and a pretty dark one at that. So uh, the score of the film was composed by Zombie alongside the Canadian producer Scott Humphrey, and much of the production work for the soundtrack to the film was done in Humphrey's studio, um, and that is. Um, Definitely some interesting music there, as well as Zombie's um, actual song, House Without Thousand Corpses, which is uh, personally one of my favorites. It is is an awesome, awesome song. So um, during the release, prior to agreeing to the release of the film through uh, Universal, Zombie reportedly told the studio the film, Nature is stating every 
it was really blatant when I talked to them. I didn't want to get into a situation where they thought I was making something mainstream. I told them that I wanted to make a drive-in movie, something very gritty and nasty and weird. Um, Production of the film was completed in 2000 and the set um, for release through Universal. And so basically that's when Universal's feet got cold and they were worried that essentially the film would be, you know, just basically released as the same as as a porn title would be and uh, you know that's no good to them it's not going to make any money so they shelved it so zombie later made a deal with um mgm to release the film um and uh with mgm's slating on october 2002 release for the film despite mgm's later later um, refused to release the film following controversial remark from zombie claiming that the company had no morals for releasing it Um, Zombie later announced plans to release the film himself, um, with no backing company, um, and eventually, Zombie eventually caught the eye of Liongate Entertainment, and the studio had agreed to sign on the project. Um, Liongate attempting to venture into new types of film, hoping to release a horror film, would, you know, create more opportunities for them. Uh, the film's cut and edited in an attempt to achieve that R rating, and Zombie claiming most, um claiming that most of the cut footage featured Cherry Moon Zombie. Um, the first uh, public screening of the film occurred in Argentina in 2003, and um, it received its theatrical release in uh, April 2003. Um, it made its uh, debut at the United Kingdom at Fright Fest and was the fastest-selling event of the night. Um, House of a Thousand Corpses grossed about $3 million in its opening weekend, um, you know, and eventually uh, basically coming out to about, you know, 16, 17 million, somewhere around there, um, and uh, had received a home release in August of 2003. And um, for uh, for those of you who are really big fans, the main menu of the film, Zombie and Sid, um, performed the characters as an added bonus. Um, so pretty pretty cool to check out um and the blu-ray edition of the film released in 2007 uh features added menu content with hag as well as bonus features found in the initial release um and uh the film was released alongside uh the devil's rejects in 2011 you know kind of as a combo pack so um you know reception wise Critics did not like this. Um, essentially, you know, big influence of Toby Hooper with Texas Chainsaw um, received a generally negative reception upon release. Frank Skep of The Hollywood Reporter wrote that the film lives up to the spirit but has no quality of its inspirations and ultimately a cheesy and ultra-gory explo- exploitation horror flick and strangely devoid of thrills. Um, Clint Morris of the film's threat slammed the film as an hour and a half of unde- unde- undepickable plot and found the film to be sickening overall um sorry guys some of these words are just insane um and uh, this was probably one of my favorite reviews hick after hick cheap scary image and after cheap scary image lots of southern accents and psychotic murders and was too highbrow to be a good cheap horror movie too lowbrow to be satire and too boring to bear the value of the ticket um you know what a sting um but I don't know, I, it, it truly, you know, if you look past kind of some of this, it really is meant to be kind of a cult classic. You know, it started off with that idea of being scary and horrible and eventually, you know, would become something entirely, you know, it wasn't meant to be, but it, it, Zombie has the right idea, you know, 
it's art and you gotta you gotta just kind of go with the flow sometimes and i'm sure there's many artists uh even in paintings and photographs you know some sometimes the best things come out of the things you don't expect um and that that's definitely this film i mean there's definitely some weird parts like the sherry moon performance singing and so forth pretty boring um but uh other than that when you look past that you know the film is pretty terrifying when you you boil it down to Otis, um, you know, and when, especially when he's alongside Sherry, uh, or baby, uh, the two of them are, you know, a deadly duo. And, uh, we'll definitely get into that in, um, next week when we talk about, uh, anyways, guys, thanks again for listening. Thanks for putting up with me. Um, you know, listening to me ramble on about these films. If I ever get anything wrong, definitely let me know. Always trying to, you know, correct myself and have the most accurate horror knowledge humanly possible and um you know if there's anything you want me to cover or you know anything you'd like me to uh, to do definitely reach out to me on social media anyways guys uh until next week